Good morning. Good morning, Brendan Courtney here, and I'm in tomorrow as well. Uh, happy Thursday. We're nearly there, lads. We're nearly there. I just wanted to share some amazing news with you this morning. It's National I Love My Feet Day 2023. Yes, August 17th, mainly in the US, but I think we should adopt it. It's National I Love My Feet Day. This really caught my attention, um, particularly... Um, Siobhan upstairs series producer has a, a, a real affinity with feet she just can't stop talking about feet and she loves feet and she reminded me that each day approximately 250,000 sweat glands in the human foot produced half an ounce of perspiration I can hear Siobhan loving that fact from here right now uh, we are aware this uh, this this new this uh, the people behind National I Love My Feet Day uh, we're aware that feet have a reputation for being unpleasant but the reality is that they perform a number yeah, of important functions for us humans, including supporting our entire body weight, transporting additional loads such as groceries and heavy objects. The feet are the foundation of the body in terms of balance and posture. I actually love my feet. They're the favourite part, my favourite part of my body. What's your favourite part of your body? And remember, this is a morning show. What's your favourite part of your body? Text 51551. Uh, 75% of adults have problems with their feet and that largely caused by wearing improper footwear oversized, undersized shoes. Do you remember you used to go and get your feet measured? Do you remember that was a big day out into one of the big department stores like Arnott's or Cleary's or whatever and they'd have the funny foot measuring thing and it would tiggle a little bit and it was always looked, always looked quite clinical. These people would be measuring your feet. Um, they say to treat your feet, treat your feet. I love this. I do love a bit of reflexology. In fact, my sister is a reflexologist and is very, very good with feet and she does feet and she reads people's futures from their feet. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. Your flatmates are stealing from you <laughs> while she's rubbing their feet. Anyway, she thinks she has a gift, but she does, she does, she's brilliant. But they say things to treat your feet, receive a pedicure of a foot or a foot massage. Some people can't bear their feet being touched. I love a foot massage and I love a pedicure. Um, get a new pair of comfortable sandals. I have taken to wearing socks with sandals. Don't text in about that. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I love... All the kids wear sliders with sandals or with socks now. It's cool, it's cool. And then it says, take a trek. What way to commemorate I love my feet day than marching up a hill? Treat your feet today. Uh, happy, happy National I Love My Feet Day. Now, talk about uh, putting your foot in it. <laughs> For now. Bradley Cooper is the actor, director, you know, Bradley Cooper of... Um, what was the one he was in with Lady Gaga? Oh, I can't think of it now. It'll come back to me. Oh, uh, A Star is Born. Brilliant. Bradley Cooper. Also, it was in The Hangover. You'll know him. Very handsome dude. Facing a backlash for donning a prosthetic nose in his latest movie. He's playing Hollywood composer Leonard Bernstein. Uh, he's directing and starring as Leonard Bernstein. And uh, Bernstein... Uh, had a, a particularly large nose um, but this, he's faced hard critics saying why is he putting on a prosthetic and is it racial inappropriation did he need to wear the nose but and also really interestingly Bradley Cooper played the elephant man on Broadway and he wore no costume so he would be sort of aware of the power of performance over the need to impersonate but Leonard Bernstein's children have come out with a joint statement supporting Cooper in a joint statement from Jamie Alexander and Nina Bernstein, his children, they said, it breaks our heart to see any misrep misrepresentation 
misrepresentations or misunderstandings of Cooper's efforts, it happens to be true that Leonard Bernstein had a nice big nose. Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance and we're perfectly fine with that. We're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it as well. Uh, That's from his uh, Leonard Bernstein's children. But it also, you know, begs the question and lots of people are asking the question, uh, shouldn't uh, perhaps a Jewish person or a Jewish actor be cast in the role? And, and I mean, that argument can, is bottomless, isn't it? It can go on and on and on. Um, staying with Hollywood. And actually, would you believe, last June when I started covering on this show, I actually reported on this wedding, Britney Spears and her husband Sam Asghari are to separate so they, they're just over a year married and they've already filed for divorce. And if you follow Brittany online and again, I'm like, we need to celebrate our icons while we have them with us and we need to protect them. And Brittany has great support. But if you follow her on Instagram, it's like somebody needs to take the phone off her. <laughs> you know, your friend who does an Instagram post at four in the morning and you text them, you go, take that down, love. No, 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 no. Um, but she's out there living her best life and sadly, her marriage is no longer, um, uh, he has actually filed for divorce and moved out of their home. And she just posted, um, I'm thinking of buying a horse, should I get a pink hat? So she's all over it as well. We wish her luck, of course, and we love Brittany. Uh, Hosier, the brilliant genius, an amazing, wonderful musician, singer-songwriter Hosier, uh, has said he would consider a strike over the threat of AI to music and that's not artificial insemination that's um, artificial intelligence I love every time we say AI people always text me which AI are you talking about obviously we're talking about artificial intelligence Irish musician Hosier has said he would consider striking over the threat that AI poses to the industry as we know Hollywood actors and writers are currently still on strike over a row for better contracts and conditions and also they want protection from the use of AI Hosier told BBC's Newsnight he'd be willing to join a similar strike in action. He said AI does not meet the definition of art and he would urge other musicians to follow suit. So I think this is a a fascinating quagmire. It's it's again, it's it's an unknown entity. But what we do know is um, AI has like untold powers. Like have a listen to this. That's Take Me to Church. Hosier's, I think, is probably his biggest hit, global hit. And that's an AI-generated Lana Del Rey singing it. So that's not really even her. Somebody went on to AI and said, do Lana Del Rey singing Take Me to Church. So obviously the copyright, I mean, it's minefield, isn't it? So he has a very valid point. And also Lana Del Rey is a beautiful singer. I mean, that is just weird and fascinating. And that's just her. <laughs> no, I do love her. Uh, but it is, it's fascinating. I mean, how far can this go? AI can write scripts, can now impersonate musicians. It's, it's very strange. And staying with strange music. This caught all of our attention upstairs. Scientists have reconstructed Pink Floyd's song by listening to people's brainwaves. 
you know uh, Pink Floyd's massive hit Another Brick in the Wall you could start singing it right now if you want to they've reconstructed that by listening to people's brainwaves okay stay with me the team analysed brain recordings from 29 patients as they were played an approximately three minute segment of the Pink Floyd song taken from it was a 1979 album The Wall the volunteers brain activity was detected by placing electrodes directly on the surface of their brains then artificial intelligence there she is again was then used to decode the recordings and encode a reproduction of the sounds that came from the brain so here, here's the original song know that song brilliant song classic so imagine scientists just stuck electrodes onto 29 patients brains and after they'd listened to it and recorded the brain waves which seemed the song seemed to imprint this is what they recorded listen literally heard there didn't you all in all you could hear it in there so it imprinted into the brain matter the song which is fascinating because it it got me thinking it might go some way to understanding how and why dementia sufferers remember songs they just go straight into all the words of the song it kind of music imprints which is the wonderful power of music you know like uh, that amazing dementia choir the forget-me-nots I absolutely love them so they're starting to understand that actually music becomes part of our very makeup isn't that fascinating? Uh, and now something completely different. This has kind of caught my attention. Uh, a, a runner away bride is the headline. A bridal designer has caused controversy, or is it controversy, by uh, saying she sees many, many brides these days make the same tacky fashion mistake on their wedding day that makes them look less elegant. She's saying this, not me, no. Uh, she has sold and altered hundreds of dresses by many, many designers, Jenny Pacamelli, Saab, Valentino. And she has revealed that she's not a fan of brides wearing runners on their big day or changing into them after the ceremony. I saw online Tyg Fleming and his bride and his entire wedding party wore Crocs. The bride and everything had white Crocs. I actually really liked it. I thought it was really cute. Um, so they're, she, they're not a fan. She's not a fan of brides wearing... I mean, I think... Okay, sidebar. I'm a fashion designer. I think it has to, you have to be comfortable on a big occasion. It's really important. And... Squashing your feet as we just started with National Love Your Feet Day at the top of this into over uh, undersized tiny tiptoe shoes for an entire day. It's just not going to be practical. What do you think? Do you think you should wear, you can wear runners on your on your wedding day? They call them, they, she says it's tacky, but they call trainers in Limerick tackies apparently. Somebody told me they're upstairs. Yeah. They call them tackies. Is that true? Limerick call trainers or we call them runners in Dublin, I think, don't we? They call them trainers in England. They call them tackies. Anyway, should a bride be allowed to wear comfortable shoes on her wedding day? Yes, she should. Of course she should. One gorgeous story that will be no surprise to us Irish people. Saying hello to your neighbours could boost your well-being, a new survey says. We know. We know because we say hello to our neighbours, don't we? According to a new Gallup survey released on Tuesday, adults who regularly say hello to multiple people in their neighbourhood have a higher well-being than those who speak to few or no neighbours. So... They actually measured this. The perfect score of well-being, say, they come, it's 100. This is your score. And they're saying people who say hello, their well-being score rises from 51.5 to 64. 
to people who regularly say hello. So it actually increases your well-being score. The sweet spot to number of people to say hello, they've actually given us a number, is six. Six will do you. After six, just put your head down and your hands down and say, that's enough, right? It says, after six, there aren't any greater benefits from greeting your neighbours and beyond. But six is better than five and five is better than four and all the way down to zero. So I, we were talking about that. I mean, I... I love being in, in, when I'm in London, I say hello to everyone. When I get on the tube, I'm like, hello, hold on. It goes really, ta- it goes really fast. And you go, I, I, say, I say, God bless a lot to people just to see how they react when I'm buying something. I say, God bless. And they go, oh, God bless you too. <laughs> but I, I'm a big hello person. In fact, on here, I just stopped and met somebody outside Donnybrook Church called Anne. How are you doing, Anne? We had a lovely chat. She's asking, Mam's doing well, Anne. Thanks very much. I'll probably see you in the morning on my cycle. I'm a big hello person. Uh, I love the way people wave hello in the countryside. And if you've got Dublin people or even, you know, your, your London friends with you, it kind of freaks them out. But there's even an etiquette that I wasn't aware of. So myself and Tara here, we just wave feverishly at everybody like toddlers. Hello! But no, no, no. Apparently, the etiquette is one finger for strangers from the, you know, from the, your, your hand is resting on your steering wheel. You pop up a finger. Hell yeah. Two fingers for acquaintances. You might not like them, you might like them, but you're not going to be rude. Five fingers for mates and hand against the windscreen, the back of your palm against the windscreen is for really good mates. I was saying the one finger and the two finger salute in Dublin means something completely different, obviously. But I do think saying hello to people as you pass them by is a very Irish thing and it means a lot. Now, there was a lot of talk about AI there uh, in in music and uh, I think we should go just a little bit old school. Let's take a little Diana Ross playing her old piano. Thank you. Brendan, great song. Diana Ross brings back some memories of student nurse days in the 70s. Thanks, Uncle Kenny. Um, And to back up that, I do say hello and the importance of it. Hi, Brendan. This is so funny about you saying, you always saying hello to people. I met you one day walking in Ranala and because I'm used to seeing you on TV, and we all do it, don't we? And in my own head, I think I know you've done it many, many times myself. I said, hi, Brendan. And in fairness, you smiled back and said, hi, back. Did I? Oh, I'm nice. Um, Comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes and brides. Yes, Brenda, but I nearly crossed the ditch in my car when you suggested runners for a bride. For goodness sake, says Damien in Galway. Have we lost all sense of occasion and style altogether? I'm all for comfort, but style, especially on a person's wedding day, is so important. I take your point, Damien. I take your point. Uh, Apparently runners in Cork are called rubber dollies. Is that right, Kevin and Cork? Thanks very much. Um, and just after the break, we've got an amazing guy. Have you ever thought that you might need to reframe your relationship with alcohol? Haven't we all? Well, I've got a lovely text here. Hi, Brendan. Great to hear you're having Andy Ramage as my next guest this morning. Andy is an inspiration. This is a texter. And I've been following him and met him in Dublin in February when he came to Ireland for a dry walk. Uh, Jamie Burke in Mayo. Thanks for that text. And we'll be talking to Andy after the break. Uh, it's a great chat with Andy. Loads and loads of texts. It's it's obviously, you know, it, it's very personal to people. We're all at different stages of how we feel about our relationship with alcohol. But I, I, I do see a sort of a an awakening about take it or leave it. And I have lots of 
friends in my life as you do I'm sure who can take it or leave it as well and then other people who take a break so there's no judgement at all um, lovely text here uh, Andy I woke up on the day of my 40th birthday with a hangover and despite not drinking too much I was still hungover decided that would be the last one and I haven't touched alcohol since and that was almost 10 years ago life is so much better without it well done everyone who shakes it off Mike D thanks very much Mike uh, Brendan I was in New Zealand recently and all the restaurants and pubs also served healthy alternatives such as kombucha in cans and bottles instead of just sugary drinks which is great great alternative to alcohol um, or zero beers which could be overly sweet yep you're absolutely right uh, Another text about Andy Lowe's text and really enjoying it. It, it. it gets us talking, doesn't it? Our relationship with alcohol, for sure. Really enjoying your conversation this morning about alcohol. I was off drink for a month, not really by choice, but it just happened. I had three drinks last night. I didn't sleep a wink and woke up feeling anxious, my heart racing. Yeah, made a decision this morning that I'm going to knock it on the head for a little while. So apt that you're chatting to it about this morning. Yeah, I always find when I bring this conversation up, um, people... Uh, really engage and are curious especially with advice I'm taking a break people are like oh I'm thinking, why are you taking a break uh, anyway completely differently just after Christmas I went to one of my favourite concerts of all time but I couldn't go on my own because she's a teen icon uh, let's take a little track from Sigrid Head on Fire Love that track, love that track. Goodness me, time flies when you're having fun. Claire is up after the news. I'll see you tomorrow at 9am.